Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, coming at you on Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. Today, we are reviewing the latest Netflix blockbuster. I always call them Netflix blockbusters. I don't know why. Because they're big budget movies, Ty. I, I don't even think this gets the blockbuster tag. The latest Netflix release. There we go. Day yep. Shift. Yep. Starring Jamie Foxx, Dave Franco, Snoop Dogg. You tell me they're ma- Netflix is making a movie with those three. I'm thinking blockbuster, which is the entire reason why we watch this movie. Hand up. My bad. $100 million budget. That's why we watch this movie, and... That's shocking. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, this movie is uh, very interesting. If you've seen the film, you you already understand where we're coming from, but I don't know. We'll talk about the, the percentages and whatnot once after the break and everything, but we're going to review Day Shift. Um, and then before that, talk a little bit of She-Hulk, Ty. Just mm. a little bit. She-Hulk comes out tomorrow, Thursday. I can't record Thursday or Friday. Um, got my, my freelancing duties picking up, and then plus, like... I don't know. I feel like it might be better for a change because we always do like instant reactions. Maybe this time we'll talk more about what we want to see in episode, the next episode. But then it might be it gets dated quickly. I don't know. We'll figure it out as it goes. Um, we'll talk. We'll talk some She-Hulk. And then after the movie review, we're going to do the do the draft we came up with two weeks ago. We're going to draft our top five dream buddy cop movie pairings, Ty. Yeah, I can't wait. Now, I wanted to be super strict with it and not say we could interlope. Interlope. <laughs> Definitely can't. Okay. We can't interlap any, like, actors at all, and you said no. So I only have five names because I'm confident there's so many different combinations that you're not going to have the exact same combination as me. I think we are going to have one overlapping combination. Um, I don't have any same actors on my list, but I just want to leave the door open. No, I don't have – I haven't used the same actor twice. No, that's what I'm saying. Me either. No, I meant if I use an actor, you couldn't use the actor. That's what I was initially saying to you. But you're confident that I won't use? Can we use the same actor? Yeah. Okay, then we're good. Just not the same duo. Yeah, I'm, you're not going to have the same duo as me. I know that for a fact. On any of them? 
Ty, there's too much variation. There's with this such stuff. an obvious one. I don't know. Let's. I'm right, missing we'll it. Then we'll see. Let's get into the show. Percent of the time, it works every time. John Samos. What? We just become best friends. Yup. I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. Okay, Ty, She-Hulk comes out tomorrow. Four hours, actually. I usually stay up pretty late. I'll probably stay up. I'm not going to stay up for this, but if I'm up, I'm going to watch it. I think it's it's 30 minutes. There's yeah. supposed to be, what, like 10 episodes, 12 episodes, something like that. Real easy um, to digest, short episodes. Now, before I dive into it, Ty, into like my thoughts and what I'm seeing reaction-wise, um, what are you – what are you expecting out of this? What are your thoughts on it? Like, what, what's your mindset at right now? Because, you know, Marvel shows, we were super hyped. You know, last year, obviously, it was, like, amazing. And then, you know, this year has been fine, but we did lose the boat a little bit with Miss Marvel. You and I both fell off of it. And this is a rebound, and a lot of people still don't seem like they love it. So, how are you feeling? Yeah, I, I don't really know what, like, the best-case scenario is for this. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the way they've pitched it and the way they've explained it, like, it feels very much just kind of like a sitcom-y top type vibe, mm-hmm. but in the MCU. So I don't under, like, what is the best that this could be? You know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm interested. It's MCU. I'm going to watch it. I hope that it's just easy to digest funny stuff, but whereas Miss Marvel is kind of geared towards a younger teenage audience, maybe this more like an adult yeah. teenage mm-hmm. audience, early 20s mm-hmm. type you know, um, audience that they're shooting for. I, I hope it's funny and entertaining and not just like cringe. Cause it seems like it could, it could very well end up being cringe. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see there? They, by promoting this, they made her a fake, uh, Tinder profile. Really? Yeah. That would just like pop up and it's like, Oh, swipe right or whatever. And it's like, Oh, you should match with she Hulk attorney at law on releasing it. It was fucking stupid. It's kind of cringe. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, I think even a movie, le- a movie, a-, a show like Miss Marvel had an, an overarching storyline for the whole series. And I think the best version of this is you have to have some sort of obviously overarching storyline, but I feel like the best case for this is like 10 episodes with this overarching thing underneath, but each episode is its own thing. You know what I mean? Like I, I would I, WandaVision's not even a good example, but WandaVision had its its separations in terms the, of the early WandaVision episodes, like fifties, sixties. Obviously, this isn't going decades, isn't this? But like, make each episode, or maybe not the first one, whatever they do, like a court case or something, or something where it's separated, and it's not like this long. Like, I I think the best version of this is where like I could go watch episode six without needing to watch episode five if that makes sense like let's say this is good and in five years i want to go back and rewatch a, a funny episode i could hop into episode six and not be like wait what was the underlying story again and it's just a good episode you yeah. know what i mean and i think that's a, how a lot of like good um I, sitcoms i guess is the best that's a sitcom right like yeah. that's what i think that's how the best sitcoms work to whereas like you can just sit down turn on whatever fucking episode and be entertained by the story they're telling while maybe not understanding some of the overarching storylines that have gone gone on throughout the season, mm-hmm. but you can still sit down and enjoy what they've put, you know, in that episode, the little a plot in that episode, while ignoring the overarching b plot throughout the season. I, I would agree. I think that's probably their best bet. What that 
you know big plot is if it has something to do with abomination i, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it will mm-hmm. but what that is i have no fucking clue yeah and fans are already getting a little upset there was a still from the trailer or something it was a uh the magician his name was donnie blaze i don't know if you saw that Mm-mm. um and obviously that's like johnny blaze or whatever the hell the ghost rider's name is yeah so people were like oh fuck are they doing it again you know with ralph Boner oh, and everything yeah <laughs> terrible um I saw a tweet. I was trying to find this tweet, and I can't find it now. So, But it, the tweet I saw was like, episode one was cringe, episode two got better, and then episode three had me all in or something like that. Like That's literally what someone tweeted about it. So we might not love the first episode. It might take a little bit to get going, but I I don't know. We'll see, man. Yeah, I I think with something like this, it's hard to have a good start. Yeah. I feel like this is something where you're going to have to get like a – understand the vibe understand what you're signing up for and then as it progresses and just continues to hit those beats it can be probably more enjoyable i wouldn't be shocked if we didn't love the first one but enjoyed the series as a whole yeah yeah and there was another man this is just horrible radio i should have been more prepared for this terrible um i don't know it's just it's it's (laughs) it's, oh yeah so this is uh Cody Schultz, he works for Fansided. Uh, he always gets pre-screenings. He told me about Miss Marvel and stuff before it happened. Nice. Um, he put, it's wildly entertaining, hands down, the funniest new comedy of the year. Wow. Now, how many did they get to watch? Just the first I three? Know. I don't know. Each episode will leave you wanting more in the best possible way, and Tatiana Maslany de- delivers a truly stunning performance as Jen Walters and She-Hulk. So we'll see. I don't know. I, I have seen some people say that it's like very funny and enjoyable at times. Mm-hmm. I, I just... Again, the people seeing it are the people who Marvel were like, hey, come watch this. Yeah. Obviously, like, you want to be invited back. You're more likely to say kind things about it. Hmm. Um, this article says, She-Hulk attorney at law is peak uncanny valley. Oh, no, that's not the tagline. That was funny. A lean green uncally, uncanny valley machine. <laughs> that was the title, and then I click on the article, and it changed on me, and I just read it. I full-on Ron Burgundy was put in front of me. <laughs> I fucking I put it to... To words what what am i trying to say i don't know ty i don't know um one says she hulk is marble trash at its most offensive what like she racist no just like it's marble trash I like know. people who don't like marvel it's you know what i mean i do um, like marvel though true so maybe i'm okay with that true um and i i saw something just right now that said uh feige said there won't be another avengers movie without she hulk in it so obviously i thought ruffalo said that oh maybe ruffalo someone said it Obviously misquoting, look at me, but obviously it's a big character. Now, just overarching things. Again, I'm not going to try to guess on this big overarching story and what it means for the MCU because I don't think – I think we got our hopes up with, like, these widespread implications with the first few shows, and we've learned – besides Loki, like, these shows haven't had, like, wide, widespread implications. Like, Wanda, yeah, had big, but just for Doctor Strange and everything else. Loki's the only one that, like, you know, really opened things up, but – so I'm not going to predict that. The one thing I will say that I think is going to happen is they're writing Ruffalo off, right? Like, I don't think they kill him. Do they take the Hulk serum out of him somehow and he's just Bruce Banner and they could bring him back in the future movies if they want just as, like, a scientist? But, like, what what other direction does the Hulk character go? Because, quite frankly, they've, they've fucking ruined it. <laughs> you know what I mean? They've ruined yeah. it. So, yeah, and I, I don't like Professor Hulk and She-Hulk just looks like another Professor Hulk. I don't want a Hulk person. Mm-mm. I just want, I a, want Hulk. a Hulk. Yeah. That's what we signed up for. That's what everyone likes. Their favorite thing about Hulk is Smash. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, 
I don't know. I don't know if they write him off and just put him in the background or if they just give him a smaller role. Like, he's still going to be very present and active because, I mean, he's in. So, apparently, they said this takes place shortly after Shang-Chi. Um, Isn't he not in his fucking arm brace? But he's not in his arm brace in this either. Or was he in an arm brace in he Shang-Chi? He was in an arm brace in Shang-Chi, but he was just human banner in the post credit scene oh, on, like, yes, the hologram. Yes, yes, that's what it is, yes. So, I, I don't know what they're doing. It's going to be... Watch it be some stupid retcon where it's like he has a camera that makes him appear as regular Bruce on video chats because he can't fit into the whole screen. Some <laughs> bullshit like that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm I'm interested. And Daredevil's obviously in it, so I know people are excited for that. Hey, they did show him. That's yeah. going to be exciting. I think he'll probably make – I mean, who? I would think one appearance. Like you get one big cameo episode of like this person and then this person, but also like he's the other superhero lawyer, so maybe he's a running character. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm interested to see. Me too. It has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. It's not as bad. Of 12 hours ago. That's not bad at all. Speaking of Rotten Tomatoes scores, Ty. Mm. Day shift. Yeah. 59% on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics. 63% audience. Do you have a synopsis for us? Tell us what this movie's about. <clears throat> a hardworking dad out to provide for his daughter uses a boring pool cleaning job as a front for his real gig. Hunting and killing vampires. That's it. That's all they gave me. Got it. Got it. This movie, Jay. <laughs> directed by J.J. Perry. Do we have a new enemy on our hands for um, you? <laughs> well, I'm going to see what else he's made first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's not the director. He did stunts for Fate of the Furious. Oh. <laughs> I, there's about to be a fucking issue. <laughs> Let me t- let me take a look here. Let's see. Yeah, well, this, this was is his du- directorial debut. Okay, you so can I'm tell. Gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna with <laughs> I'm gonna withhold shit talking at this point until I see more of his work. Small sample size. Yes. Um, stars Jamie Fox, Dave Franco, Natasha Lee, Bordiz, Bordiz, Snoop Dogg, um, mm-hmm. some other people. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the big ones though. Uh, Tyler Tice wrote the script. And Shay Hatton provided a rewrite. Are they are they known for anything? Uh, Shay Hatton is a screenwriter who also made um, a TV, Army of the Dead, Lost Vegas. I'm guessing that was a TV. Oh, in production. Also wrote on Army of the Dead. I know what you did last summer. I know what you did. John Wick Chapter summer. Three, Chapter Four, and Chapter Five. Army of Thieves. I've never seen that one. Apparently, he likes armies. Tyler Tice doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, so. I'm going to say it, Jay. This movie was fucking terrible. <laughs> wow. Just, just yeah. fucking right off the rip, man. Mm, yeah. This is a really bad film. Um, was it really bad? Yeah, no, it was. You give me crap for being a movie snob. Was it really bad? Yeah, this is a pretty bad fucking movie. I don't think it was much worse than. I think, it, well, my score shows you that Gray Man might have been a worse movie. <laughs> That's just a load of shit. <laughs> That's a complete load of shit. Um, I I did not like watching this. I wanted what to shut it What kind of mood off. were you in? I was in a good mood. <laughs> I was ready to watch something fun and entertaining. I did laugh at a few scenes. I'll give them that. The Twilight um, conversation had me laughing. Okay. I can't remember any other ones off the top of my head, but that one, I laughed. Look, when I saw the trailer to this film, I was like, Look, it's it, hopefully I was hoping for just a fun because Project Power 
was decent. It was pretty, I mean, it's got like a score in the 70s. Like that was a respectable Netflix film. Yeah, didn't hate it. Had a good time with it. 75.5 is what Project Power got on our consensus score. So I was like, okay, Jamie Foxx and Netflix can make good stuff or just, you know, okay stuff. And I was, I was hoping for a fun, like lighthearted, didn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Snoop Dogg heavy, whatever kind of film. And it was none of that. No. It wasn't funny, even when it tried to be. It did take itself too seriously. Yes. And Snoop Dogg is barely in this film. Not enough Snoop. And spoiler, Snoop Dogg's not a good actor, Ty. We'll talk about it more when we get to characters. It might have been a good thing Snoop Dogg wasn't in this movie more. I mean, he was he was Snoop in a cowboy hat. He didn't act at all. But no. the few lines they actually had him deliver, like in the beginning, beginning. Not wonderful. Not good. Yeah. Although, like, my favorite part laughing wise is when he was like west side forever and he's just like total like and he had his crip flag and everything and it was just snoop it was fucking yeah. snoop it's a great part of the and movie he fucking lives somehow i don't understand sequel it. with him being a vampire i hope to god they don't make a sequel this did not earn a sequel <laughs> a bad film oh do we just jump straight into it i don't even know what else to say <laughs> yeah i mean i think we can express a lot through our scores yeah yeah, for sure. So why don't you kick us off? Plot slash story gave a five. Wow. Pretty low. Would you like to explain? Yeah. Um. So it starts off by like this vampire chick wants to take over the city and they have sunblock that like helps them exist during the day. Um. And then he just he's a vampire hunter and then he just randomly kills this old vampire bitch mm-hmm. for some teeth. That was in the beginning. That was the first scene. Well, yeah, but, like, both of those happened at the beginning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then rather than her continuing to try and take over the city or us seeing any more of that, she now just wants to kill him for killing her her daughter. daughter. For killing her daughter, 100%. But they just, like, set that up, and then it's just like, hey, you know what? Fuck that. Um, Let's just do this instead. And then he's just being hunted the rest of the time. And that's kind of the whole plot. Mm -hmm. Don't forget he's uh, needing to make money. For his daughter. Yeah. Got to make 10 grand by Monday. I don't. I could give two shits. It was terrible. It was so cheesy and forced. Very much a let's put something on this so there's a, you know, whoa, fucking clock's ticking. We got to do this shit by now and we got to rush it and he's got to break all the codes because just give him till Monday. Mm-hmm. That's a five. I have to disagree with your five. Now you're even lower? I gave this a two out of 20. That's fair. So a lot of problems with this film. One, the whole, the lady's taking over the city. Yeah. Can you tell me who that guy was she burned in the beginning? No fucking clue. Why she just killed another vampire? Was he a good vampire? Was he trying to stop her from taking over the city or was he a competitor? Because we don't see the repercussions of her killing like a head. If that's like a rival vampire gang, Uh, nothing happens from that. It's a wasted scene. Well, we do know there are good vampires. For some reason, every vampire is just a vicious killing machine yeah. until James Franco becomes a vampire. Then we're chilling, and then another and then one the just neighbors. appears. They're just good vampires. Yeah. Even though James Franco, literally, as soon as he turned into a vampire, tried eating Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Tried sucking his there. blood. But then he's like, ah, I changed my mind. I don't want to be a, a, a bad vampire anymore. And he's very like Jamie Foxx is very clear, talking to Dave Franco, that all vampires are bad. Yes. Like, that's that's a point that is made very clear now just from a logistical standpoint the whole need to make money to save my daughter storyline 
is the worst stakes I have ever seen. I'm and go, I'm not I'm mincing words. Go for it. I'm being serious. Like, I'm not hy- being hyper- hyperbolic. I don't know why this has a two. I might even want to bump it down to a one. It is the most. No, because it at least had a story, I guess. That's what it gets 1.4. Um, it is the most just pointless stakes I have ever seen in my life. So she has to get, he has to get like 10 grand to buy his daughter braces and school tuition or else his ex-wife is just going to move across the country. Yeah. So if he pays for her braces and her school, she's just chilling. She's like, cool. I'm just going to stay here. Hey, here's an idea. Why don't you just like have your daughter live with you, dude? Yeah. Or go to a public school. God forbid. And they live in the fucking Valley. Yeah. You know, expensive. They had a massive ass house. Yeah. Living in the Valley. And it's just like, hey, you know, we need money. We're short on money. And just the wife. She's seriously like, hey, if you just buy her braces, I'm staying. Yeah. Like, I, I know, like, divorces get get sticky, especially with children. But I don't know if they've ever gotten this sticky. Yeah, wild. I'm going to take our daughter that across the country. That actually might be the most realistic part of this film. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. A resentful partner threatening to move a child for braces. But it just it makes no sense. And then, like. They live in the valley in this giant mansion, and she thinks he's a fucking pool cleaner? Have they seen the average salary of a pool cleaner? It's not great. Average salary pool cleaner. Well, let's let, I mean, I just need to be very clear here. She lives in the valley in a giant mansion. He also has an apartment that he's renting. Well, it was like a motel room, right? Or was it an apartment? It was an, it was an apartment. So he's got money. A pool technician in California average 32 k That's not a lot. No. That might be minimum wage. Yeah, that's no. That is, the top earners, 44k. That's if you're like the pool guy. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't mean to brag, but I make more than a top earning pool guy. Yeah. Me too, easily. What is this? And I'm like not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> and they live in the valley. This dumbass bitch thought he was a fucking pool technician? <sighs> what is he fucking doing Madonna's pool? Like fucking hell, dude! I I don't. So here's here's where I'm at right now. Is I gave this five. I, I since we're sending it down to a four. I I don't hate the the guy being forced to tag along with him and like you know be be a narc. But then they just kind of give up on that right away too. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here thinking, how could a plot be worse than this? Mm-hmm. And I'm going through my scores, and out of all the ones that I have on like a history of. Thunder Force, <laughs> Holmes and Watson, Many Saints in Newark. Um, yeah, Many Saints in Newark a lower plot score than four? Yeah, I give it a four. Jeez. The f- a four is the lowest I've given out. And I'm realizing now, oh, hold on. We got a three. Jackass forever. That's fair. <laughs> Why did I give that a three? Why does my scale stop this low? It's a flaw in my scale because none of these movies deserve those points. Well, you could say they at least have a story. So Again, whereas Jackass but like, Forever doesn't, so that one you could say should have. One. But if this is like on a scale from zero, you know, one to twenty, how good is this story? These are bottom of the barrel stories. Yeah, that's why I gave it a two. I just, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna jump to make this one like my. I gotta be stricter. I might go back and change some scores. I've said this before. Sometimes our scales end up being like 3 to 17 yeah. instead of 1 to 20. I don't know if that's right. Because there, there's nothing to take from this that like 
hey, I'll give you points for this. Like, no, everything I about the story was bad. I gave it one point because it at least had an attempt at a story. You know what I mean? Like, I guess a one by definition because it's the lowest possible score. It's essentially a zero. I don't think we can give zeros. I've never given a zero. Um, we got to at least get one. Is there's like it's not there. So this at least had an attempt. I don't know what wouldn't like the attempt isn't there with a movie. Maybe Jackass. Um, even though I gave that a six still because I <laughs> just gave it pity points for the story. Um, look, this it, it was just like lazy. Like it was it, and like the girl like made no sense. Yeah. The villain and the Snoop Dogg inclusion and like getting him back in the union. It just like none of it made sense. None of it was good. And it was bad. It was really, really bad. And I just can't get over the 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 stakes. They tried so hard to give him like a cool vampire hunter truck too. Like let's give him this bucket that just looks like he's like he lives in the he owns a mansion in the valley. <laughs> How is that what he drives? Yeah, I don't. They're homeowners. She's gonna sell that home. Yeah, that's a mill. That's easily a mill right there. Is that illegal? I don't think you could. Unless he just gave up the house in the divorce, how can she just sell the house? They're not divorced. They're not even divorced yet? Very clearly states my wife. Then that's definitely not legal. Pretty sure you got to get both people to sign off on that. I don't know. I think they clearly stated. I don't, I don't fucking know, man. And then, like, just after all of this, after your ex-husband slash husband in divorcing about to be whatever. Yeah. Risks your lives and gets you entangled in this vampire warfare. You're back with him. Yeah. He won you back. Why? I don't know. Because he saved your life? He put you in danger. Yes. Your life wouldn't have been threatened if not for him. And your daughter's life? Entirely his fault. Yeah. I don't... I. Did you like the scene of him... Um, This was one of the scenes I audibly did laugh at was uh him shooting his tires to drive underneath the <laughs> just the the bridge what a move not only okay you want to shoot your tires and squeak under there whatever a little stretching stretching the imagination there i'll give you that but yeah. then to drive the truck all the way back to the valley yeah on these four flat tires yeah <laughs> wild move what <laughs> you're crashing how is he getting out of the fucking la river seriously how does he get that truck even with four tires you can't get a truck out of the la river it's hard it's hard to do it (laughs) fucking without the tires i don't there's so many questions to be asked about this film and what was going through their mind while writing it netflix is paying 100 million dollars and it needs to be done by this date and they want an action flick with jamie fox so let's just now, Netflix paid $100 million for this film, um, which leads me to our next category, cinematography. Where did this money go? Okay, so I, I did give cinematography ties my highest score. Okay. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. It's a seven, but it's the highest score. Okay. Now, the um, the CGI is dog shit. I know that's what you're alluding to. Awful. So it bad. It is horrible, horrible. It is gray man level of bad. Worse. Way worse. They were both pretty equally bad. Way the worse. The vampires don't look good. All the CGI looks bad. The coloring looks bad, too. The only reason I gave a little bit of love here is because they, I don't know if you knew this, they hired actual contortists to, like, contort their body, like how the vampires would be, like, you know, there was a few scenes. I thought that was pretty cool. That was a unique 
twist to the visuals, and I like the soundtrack. So I gave him those pity points for that with a solid seven, but no higher than that. Not even close. Okay. Yeah, I gave a five. Okay. <laughs> soundtrack, good job. Maybe that's where it went because they used a lot of fun, cool West Coast kind of songs. Yeah. Um, the contortionists were so forced. Victoria, as you know, very flexible. That was like her thing in dance. She was she was actively mocking this movie for that. Like, oh, look how flexible I am. I think she's just jealous she didn't get a casting call. I just <laughs> – and she made a good point. The old lady was 100% the same – like, that's the same contortionist later in the film without makeup. Probably. Almost guaranteed. Oh, yeah. It was so just like all of these other vampires are just normal flexibility, but let's fight these couple who can just do cool shit and, oh, look at them doing it. Spooky. I thought it was so cool. forced. So forced. I thought it was cool. All the action was so forced. Like there was like they would just stand there and wait and then like get punched. Um, there was a man who during the the L.A. River chase scene he j- hits a jump on a motorcycle. His body hits the overpass. Mm-hmm. The bike just kind of goes under it. There's an explosion. <laughs> I think the body exploded. <laughs> I don't ever see the motorcycle making enough contact contact to cause an explosion. <laughs> um. It's it's really really bad. Yeah, I, I'm not arguing with you. The action, I like the uh, the addition of the contorting. I didn't. Was it over the top and needed? No. There's yes our two point no. difference. It was force. But I thought it was. They tried something, and there you know it was like oh, that was you know you tried it, and there were some cool like the action wasn't good. It was all very generic. But there were like some cool shotgun shots where they would like shoot a guy and he would do a backflip. Yeah. That was kind of cool. They did do that. That was kind of cool. They did that. Their cool action shots all involved the contortionist, I think, for the most part. Yeah. Which, again, it was just like, that's fine if that's all you're doing. And, like, when he slams her, like, spins her around, slams her or something, like, oh, shit. But then they just keep doing it. Like, oh, look at her with her feet fucking in front of her shoulders. Oh. Pretty cool. That's, like, for me watching that, I'm just like, oh, they hired a contortionist. Like, it takes me out of the film so much. When, like, two people can do two of the vampires can do this, no one else can. Well, sorry, I'm not as used to contorting bodies as you. Okay. Flexibility, so. Okay. It blows my mind a little bit more, okay, Ty? That's fine. <laughs> it just felt really, really forced. Everything else was bad. Chase scene, bad. Action scenes, for the most part, were bad. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We'll get to it later. I didn't dislike the fight scene with the, was it Nazir brothers? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know their names. Nazarian brothers. Um, yeah, what you're talking about? That was okay. Okay. That's it. That was okay. It was kind of cool. That was like, oh, but again, it was like, oh, it's a hive, and it's like a dead, empty house. Like, why are they just? Why are they just hanging out in the walls? <laughs> <laughs> They're hibernating. It's daytime. But they're sleeping in the. That's what vampires do during the day. In the walls. They got yeah. Where man. were they all? <laughs> I don't know. Like they Sleeping. just start, they just start busting out like through walls and shit. But like one's just in a room. They were sleeping, my man. I okay. <laughs> it was wild. It was a weird move for them to all just like jump out. What'd you give uh, um, key elements, Ty? Key elements. We're sitting at uh, one point lower out of four. Okay, I also gave it a four. Action's not good. Comedy's not good. Nope. Nope. I think that's kind of it. There's just vampires. Both, yeah, that's both of their things, and it's not that good. Vampires, vampires. are kind of corny. There's cheesy vampires. We're but there scared. are vampires. There were vampires, yeah. Yes. No, 100%. There's, um... Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know what even gets it a four, honestly. Again, I feel like we should just... There was some action. Yeah, there was action, and there was attempts to be funny, and I guess I probably laughed maybe once. They one get, and a half. They get three points, so they get to a three for the action and a one for the Twilight dialogue. Because <laughs> I laughed. I did laugh at that. <laughs> I don't even remember it. That's how... It's funny. He's like breaking down the like Twilight movies. Oh, yeah. He's like yeah, one, yeah. two, and three, and then Dave Franco's like, what's your beef with four? He was like, he's like, have you not seen four? According to Riley, they even got that wrong though. Yeah, Bella already had her baby in part one, apparently. Yeah, that's what Riley yeah. was like. She already had her baby. Yeah, Victoria was telling me that they were talking about it, but it was funny. He was like, I'm jealous. He was like, Can you imagine experiencing that again for the first time? It was funny. That was funny dialogue. Everything else was awful. Most of everything else was really, really bad. Yeah, I don't think I can really add anything else to that that you haven't said already. Uh, characters tie. I gave this a four out of 10 and I broke it down. This is how I used to do it more in depth. And I'm going to start doing it this way where it's uh, 10 points for the main character, 10 points for the side characters, just anyone that's not the main. Okay. Um, the main character gets a three out of 10 out of this, um, because it's Jamie Foxx and it doesn't really act much, but like, I enjoy a baseline Jamie Foxx, like coasting and getting a paycheck is a three out of 10. Like that's the floor for Jamie Foxx just because I do appreciate his work like i do think he's a good actor okay side characters i gave a one out of ten i despised franco in this film i thought he was what a bad underutilization of an actor so fucking annoying and turning like james franco someone who can be very fucking funny or dave franco i get them mixed up all the time james franco is the one who likes problematic um do things with underage women yeah with no consent franco excuse me like has been just utilized in so many great ways. Even a movie that's not even that good, like Neighbors, he's fucking way better in. Yeah. And then, like, this happens. And it's just like you turn him into this dorky, doesn't, like, any other actor, maybe I give it a 2 out of 10 because I'm less upset. I'm not even, like, a big Dave Franco guy. I just, like, it, it's it was such a bad character for him, and it just, like, it almost seemed like he could see, feel his credibility like going down the drain as he was delivering these lines. Like, fuck, mm-hmm. am I really collecting this paycheck yeah. right now? That's I wonder, how it felt to me. No, I'm concerned. Like, I wonder if it was like, I'm going to get to work with Jamie Foxx and Snoop, sign me up, and didn't see the script. Or like, he's he's in debt. <laughs> <laughs> he's paying for all his brother's legal fees. Yeah. No, like, it's it's not good. Because this is just so, so fucking forced. Of, like, a character, again, very funny, very good. Not, like, a huge crazy fan, but I do enjoy him in a lot of stuff. Like, good in 21 Jump Street, good in a few other things. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this was so forced and fucking awful of a performance by him. I'm not stopping there. Snoop Dogg. Very disappointed. I, he's not a good actor. I can see why he doesn't act much. And, like, he, they didn't use him a lot. Yeah. Like, he was literally in this movie for fucking seven minutes. It was very upsetting to see Snoop, He's third Snoop, build. Snoop D-O-double-G give that bad of a performance. Everything's so forced. Everything's like... He's he, someone who doesn't act. Yeah. And most of all, Carla Souza, who plays Audrey, was one of the <laughs> which, worst... Uh, time out, which one's Audrey? <laughs> the main villain, I believe. Gotcha. I think, yep. Is one of the worst actresses. I'm sorry, Carla. You got way more talent than I do. You've been in a 100% Rotten Tomato movie, The Noble Family. So wow. maybe you have more talent than this. But this film, you got to be one of the least talented actresses I've ever seen. Mm. It was just 
it, a lot of it was like the lines too and the screenwriting. So that's not really on her, but the delivery of those lines and the corniness. How about the fucking Spanish subtitles? How about that? I hated when they just like very, very, very randomly decided to put those in red. Like the vampire subtitles. They used it for like 15% of her dialogue. Like it wasn't every time, but it was maybe sometimes when they felt like doing it, when they remembered. Mm-hmm. It's weird. She, she terrible performance. Um, the dickhead union leader, awful performance. <laughs> Didn't like that guy. You know one who bit. they called for that role, and he turned it down. Oh, the dude who plays the fucking police chief and everything, Rob Riggle. That's what no. I was thinking. I was thinking Rob Riggle, hundred percent. I thought we were talking about weird. I don't know this dude's name, and I'm never gonna remember it. But we were reviewing one movie, and he played like a corrupt cop. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. no, I'm pretty sure he's done this, and he's like been building like eight different things as a yes, cop. I thought yes, that guy. Yes, yes. No, this is uh, Rob Riggle. Rob Riggle, they 100% reached out for this role. Did they not? Yeah. Rob Riggle would play a good union leader. <laughs> but like the dickhead. Yeah, the asshole union leader. Union leader. Uh, it's Bruce McGill is the guy you're thinking of. He's in Law Abiding Citizen. Fuck yeah. Um, also a Jamie Foxx. Love Jamie Foxx in Law Abiding Citizen. He is in that. Yeah. He's the, the lawyer or whatever the hell he is. Yeah, he's like the number. He's the other guy. He's technically the good guy. I'm not rooting for him, but he's the good guy. <laughs> um, but fucking, just fucking love Bruce McGill, this guy. Yeah, three out of ten for Jamie Foxx. One out of ten for everyone else gets me up to a four. Um, it just bad performance. The daughter, whatever. You're you're a child actress. The wife, bad. No, bad performance. Uh, very bad dialogue. The Nazarian very. brothers, fine. Um, fine with them. <laughs> I they were my favorite part. <laughs> Um, the one Nazarian brother, oh, fuck, I pulled, went off Steve of Howie and Scott Atkins. Steve Howie is from Shameless. Um, I don't know if you've seen Shameless. Nope. He's one of like, he plays like their neighbor. Very, very good in that show. Love him in that show. Plays a character named Kev. Fantastic. Loved seeing him pop up on screen. They're great characters. Had a great time with them. Give me a spinoff with them instead. <laughs> and like different writers, different everything, but just them killing vampires. Yeah. Wouldn't hate that one bit. Yeah, for sure. What did, did you give it? You never even gave your score. Uh, three. I apologize. Oh, okay. Yeah, even lower, lower than, than you. Yeah. No, really bad. Everyone top to bottom, terrible performance. Jamie Foxx. I would argue this is one of the worst performances of his career. Even just like baseline <laughs> Jamie Foxx, it was really, really fucking cheesy and terrible. Oh, fuck. And this leads me to believe that like this is just the worst written script ever. Like the dialogue in this is absolute bottom of the barrel dog shit. Yeah. Because everyone in it is awful who has to talk. You're not wrong. I'm I'm trying to go through and like remember other characters and stuff. Yeah, it's bad. Snoop's bad. Dave Franco. The most easily the worst. Yeah, easily yeah. the worst performance of his career. Yeah. Um. Yeah, three. What'd you give it? Enjoyment one out of twenty. Old Tyler would have given this a one, but you're still probably pretty close to that. <laughs> uh, new Tyler. New Tyler is gonna give it a three. I gave it a three as well. I don't – again, last week I predicted dog shit movie that I would laugh at. Yeah. I laughed at this movie. I had a decent – like, I wanted to turn it off, but there were scenes. Like, did they really just, like, do that? Like, what? I laughed more at it than I did with well, it. No, that's what I'm saying. Did. Like, the guy exploding when he hit the overpass on the motorcycle. I rewound it and was like, are you fucking kidding me? Got a nice <laughs> little chuckle out of that. Um, Snoop Dogg showing up with a minigun. Got a nice little, It was ridiculous and <laughs> yeah, cheesy, but yeah. got a nice little chuckle out of it. Yeah, and that's kind of where I landed. It's like, look, I did not enjoy this movie at all. It was a bad movie. I would never rewatch it again. That being said, it I mean, it was kind of painful to watch, but it wasn't like 
it, it can get worse. It can get, you know, long and boring. I, I don't even know if this was ever boring. It was just bad. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was just always bad. And I know this is a movie someone like my dad is going to love. Um, I don't know about your dad. I think his uh, standards are a little low, too. Maybe not as low as my dad's. Yeah. Um, so, I could, I, you know, it's not a two or one. It's not, you know, uh, Last Night in Soho being too scared and getting a one. It's not a Thunder Force, even though I also gave Thunder Force a three, which, again, is my scale just three to 17. It probably – some of those got to be lower. At the end of the day, a three out of 20, man. Yeah, I gave Thunder Force a two. I gave this a three. This is one notch fair. above that in terms of how much I enjoyed it. I would not recommend this to anyone, not even my father, not even your father. <laughs> um, my dad's very excited for this because of Snoop. So He's going to be really disappointed when he finds out Snoop isn't in this movie. <laughs> like, he is, but he's really not. Yeah. It's just real shitty Dave Franco. <laughs> yeah. And Jamie Foxx. Yeah. This is, this, is, this is a really bad movie. Are and we bringing back uh, our bad movie review of the month? No, because That's I don't want to watch like. any more films like this. My final score, again, out of 108, wait, 19. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it wasn't an 8. Your suspense wasn't getting me. I gave it a 20. It didn't reach the teens for me. It got uh, It got better than the teens, but still one of the lowest scores I've ever given out for sure. Yeah, Day Shift, uh, which you hilariously didn't even remember that was its name. You got that wrong prior to us reviewing it. Yeah, I thought it was Night Shift. Finishes with a 19.5 out of 100, putting it 141st out of 144 movies. Um, That's exciting. That's the lowest I've ever got to say a movie was ranked. Because all these bottom ones, they were like 110th, you know, 90th. That's the lowest we've ever ranked a movie. Not rated, but ranked. Yeah, I mean, it only che- it checks in right behind Firestarter, which at the time was like the 132nd lowest movie or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, it's the most recent that we've reviewed. That was shitty. It's right ahead of Fantastic Four, which I gave a lower score. Last Airbender, we both gave a lower score. Thunder Force, we both gave a lo- lower score. And I also gave my lowest score ever. Still goes out to Morbius. Shout out, Morbius. Yeah. I'm okay with that being a 30. And I've learned something. I don't like vampire movies. That's true. You're like two of your lowest scores ever. Vampires. And that being said, I do like what we do in the shadows. <laughs> That's a good movie. I was going to say, what's our highest rated vampire movie? Probably. It's also Morbius, Jay. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. What is it? It's um, it's that real shitty movie with Anne Hathaway. Aren't they vampires in that? Witches. Oh, witches. Real shitty. That got like a 66 out of us. From us. Yeah, we both gave it a 66. Well, it's mediocre. Or maybe I was exaggerating with shitty. You were. It was a little too much out of me. Yeah, they're witches. They're not. We need to watch some good vampire movies. I've seen what we do in the shadows. Yeah, it's It's pretty funny. Pretty good. It's not bad. It's Taika, baby. Jay, you want to do a draft? Yes, let's get into it. The top five dream buddy cop pairings that have not been in a buddy cop movie already. I have some interesting ones. I was going to come up with a plot and everything for these. I didn't. Maybe I'll come up with one on the fly. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. 
When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Ty, you have the first overall pick. So I said there was two, I said there was an obvious one. Um, I mistakenly was referencing another one, and I don't know which route I want to go here, but I think I'm going to go this one. I'll tell you this. I shouldn't be helping the opposition, but like, all of mine are out of left field. Like there is not a single one here. I think we're we're going to have overlapping actors. I don't think we're going to have overlapping duos. So okay. this one felt like an obvious. They're both comedy action stars. They both do well in that. They both come from a similar background. One of one is Dwayne Johnson, John Cena. See, I thought about that, and I just I didn't. They both they both are fantastic in comedies. Who plays the stern guy? The Rock. The Rock. Okay. John Cena plays a really good over-the-top comedian. He's good as a straight man, but he's also like very good at being over-the-top. He's over not the top. that good at a straight man. Fast and the Furious. Well, I guess he's not really the straight man. Yeah. I don't he, know. He John Cena's got to be the comedic element. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, it works. That works well. Heavily referenced wrestling things throughout. Yep. I need lots of WWE action throughout um, the entire film. Yeah. I need top rope, dropping elbows, the... What is the new name for the John Cena attitude adjustment? Yeah, I need some attitude adjustments. I need some people elbow, people's elbows. I don't think it'll ever happen. Um, it won't. Egos will get in the way. Those two against maybe like a Dave Batista villain <laughs> be incredible. Dave Batista and I don't even know CM Punk. I guess he's acting yeah, in a few movies. Kind of like it. He's got a real big drop off there. Chris Jericho, he like in a band and acted before. He movie. is. He's in Fozzy. Yeah, actually, a pretty big, well known. Heavy metal band. Are are they though? Thought so. I'm not in heavy I'm metal, are you? No. <laughs> uh, Dwayne Johnson and John Cena though. That just feels like a there's a huge audience that would sell a million tickets. Alright, in no particular order, because again, I doubt I would be fucking shocked if you had any of these. I'll just piggyback off of yours. I went with a little curveball for John Cena. I put him with another actress that I really have learned that I enjoy in recent movies. <laughs> I put John Cena and Tessa Thompson. Oh. So I was thinking, I was like, I want to put John Cena with a girl. Yeah. Like, I just feel like the dynamic of him being like, like the goofy jock and then having like a straight, you okay? <laughs> I almost fucking did it again, oh. dog. I almost ripped my fucking head off again. Having him as like the goofy jock who's like a little like cocky, but not like a dick, but kind of like, you know, too full of himself. And then have him like a the straight faced, you know, powerful woman actress. Yeah. who like is the serious one. And I was thinking Tessa Thompson. I really like her as Valkyrie. I haven't seen her in Men in Black, but that pretty much kind of is a buddy cop movie, not really buddy cop, but you know, she's with That's Chris entirely Hemsworth. buddy cop. That's like a F that's I've Men in Black. Seen, I've agents. never seen a single Men in Black movie. They're agents. It's a that's the definition of buddy cop is Men in Black. <laughs> like that's on the buddy cop Mount Rushmore probably. So yeah, I put them together and like if you're if you're thinking of a plot, I don't know. I couldn't. I didn't think of that one ahead of time, and I don't want to like just. It does. It does give me real Men in Black vibes there because 
Chris Hemsworth is just a giant ripped white dude, and then you just replaced him with another <laughs> giant ripped white dude. Yeah. Who are also fairly funny. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that plays easily. Maybe we get like a Thor reference in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like John Cena comes out of like a wardrobe, like stumbling out or something. He's got a gray or a blonde wig. Okay. Okay. He could have played Thor. He's too big. He'd be a better thing. Too big to be Thor? He's too wide. Thor's wide. That's like his thing. John Cena's wide, wide. He'd be a good thing. He should be thing. He's got really weird proportions. He hasn't been in a superhero movie yet, so he could be the thing. Okay. Well, my next one uh, includes one person who's been in a superhero franchise. This one, I don't, I don't really know. Um, this seems like a very oddball pairing, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's a way that you can make it work, and it would be fantastic. Uh, the person coming from the superhero universe is Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. Being paired up with uh, Jason Sudeikis, <laughs> uh, playing a very similar like Ted Lasso role, like very wholesome. So you want Nick Cage and Ted Lasso together? Not Nick Cage. I want very vulgar snakes on a plane, motherfucking Samuel L. Jackson, you just want over the fiction. top. Oh yes, over the top vulgar Sam Jackson with like a Ted Lasso Sudeikis. Okay. Just a very un uncommon pairing. These two should never Sudeikis be working together. Sudeikis is good in that role. He's so good. How about this? We're the Millers Part Two. His new partner this time is Samuel L. Jackson. Fuck yeah. They got to come up with some fake family dynamic, <laughs> but they're smuggling drugs in Samuel L. Jackson. And it's like a mix-up. Like they were supposed to be on a job and like Samuel L. Jackson is supposed to pretend to be like his dad or something. Mm. And there was a mix-up. Yeah, they show up and they're like, this is never going to work. And, and they just fucking let it ride. And then they cut to, um, they, they there's a mix-up and they cut to the other the other couple that got mixed up and it's like Lil Rel Howery and like an old white dude or something like <laughs> uh what's the fucking guy that we hate um, Clint Eastwood <laughs> okay <laughs> I didn't mean we I meant more you uh Clint Eastwood <laughs> dude who played Garfield Garfield oh Bill Murray Bill Murray yeah Bill Murray plays the dad and it's just a quick cameo and it's like yeah. oh we got it fucked up so then but yeah then it's there you go there's that, movie. that works that works well <laughs> that plays very well um I like it Ty um, I wanted to build on yours, but you didn't give me anything to build on. So I guess I'll just go with um, this. I imagine this being almost like Central Intelligence, where I haven't seen Central Intelligence, but I know like The Rock was kind of like, well, wasn't Central Intelligence? Rock is kind of like a nerd in high school, but then he gets all ripped and he meets Kevin Hart, who kind of bullied him. Kevin Hart was the cool kid. I don't know if he necessarily bullied him, but The Rock was very fat and got embarrassed and bullied a lot in high school and okay, was dealing so, with that trauma. So this is similar to that. And it's two funny guys, and it's Camille Nanjani and Ryan Reynolds. So I want both of their humor bouncing off. I want Ryan Reynolds being the dick, the jock, the guy who's stuck in high school, the guy who's his his uh, alma mater's um, athletic director and then moves to Texas. Um, uh, and <laughs> Texas. I'm taking a shot at um, our former all athletic director. Um, you know, just <laughs> someone who doesn't get out of high school. They, they're still in high school. They're yeah. reliving their glory, glory days. And then Camille Nanjani, who was like the nerd, the dork, you know, he he plays can play that dorky kind of, even though he got ripped for Eternals. And I want their humor. that even plays better. You just de rip him <laughs> for the high school scenes. Um, and you know, it's it's kind of like Stuber. It's it's Stuber Camille Nanjani that dorkiness, but instead of Batista, the over the top brash comedy of Ryan Reynolds. I think Ryan Reynolds and Camille Nanjani could have some great fucking like just well, what's that word? Improv dialogue together. Yeah. I think it could be good. That'd be oh, that'd be fantastic. I'm Thank shocked you. they haven't been in a movie together. Like you said those two, and I had to look it up. It just feels like they'd be really good in a film together. Thank you. Thank you. Like not that's not like a 
oh, can you imagine? Like, that just feels like that needs to happen. I agree. Should have been your one-on-one. <laughs> well, I was just going – it was on my list, but I was just going off of your pick. I like that pick a lot. Thank you, Ty. It's probably my favorite pick of all of our picks so far. <laughs> Not to tell, like, the fans who, you know, to think who won this draft. I don't want to sway anyone. You might like my next pick, I too. know who my vote would go to at this point in time in the draft, though. You might like my next pick, too. <sighs> my next pick, Jay – um, two people we've maybe referenced but haven't shown up yet. Um, one is very much known for buddy cop films. Okay. Um, Dobby, goddammit, I think he was in Central Intelligence. It's Kevin Hart. Okay. Now, yes, he was. I, I think, <laughs> I that think was him. he was in the yeah, movie. No, I was like, I, now that I'm saying this, he's in it. <laughs> um, Kevin Hart, you get a little fucking plot twist here, though. Peter Dinklage is his uh, <laughs> buddy cop. Kevin Hart plays the tall guy in this buddy cop film. Oh, no. (laughs) And it's just over-the-top ridiculous um, stuff. But Kevin Hart, he's always the short guy. Like, that's always the jokes and everything. No, he's with Peter Dinklage, and he's the tall guy in this buddy cop combo. Oh, my God. That's good. Is Peter Dinklage along for the ride? Yeah, absolutely. You think he's okay with this, though? Yeah, for sure. I think what happens is Peter Dinklage is, like, he is somewhere – very similar to Dave Franco in this, where like he just wants to be in the office, but gets pulled out into the field mm-hmm. with yeah, Kevin yeah. Hart, and they just ignore the fact that Kevin Hart's like way too small or athletic to be like physically imposing. Yeah, um, yeah. and he just plays the badass agent in this film. I like it. Peter Dinklage just got to ride along with him on a mission. I like that a lot, Ty. That's really good. Um, Thank that, you. That got a cackle out of me. <laughs> My next pick, Ty. Two actors we both love. And I want both of these guys to also co-direct slash co-produce this. I don't know if one of these guys has ever directed or produced. I think he's produced. But they both have artistic visions and know what it takes to make a great film. That is the pairing of Nick Cage and Taika Waititi. And I just imagine it being like... This was one of the ones I thought of the plot for. So it's like Nick Cage is... uh, He's not that much older than Taika. He's probably, what, like 10, 15 years older than Taika? Maybe. Mm, yeah. Nick Cage is 58. Taika Watiti. Got to be like early, early 40s. 47. 47. Not that bad. You can make him look younger, though. You dye his head. Like, I mean, fucking. Who, Nick Cage? No, Taika. Taika's got a young face. He can. He looks like he could be 35 if you just get rid of the gray hair. You gotcha. Know I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. I yeah. mean, in fucking Free Guy, he looks younger. But So Nick Cage is like the old grizzled detective or cop or whatever law enforcement we want to be. And he's on his last mission, and he's got he's to teach the new recruit, the new transfer or something. And it's Taika, who's just the goofball detective and, like, doesn't do things by the book. And it'll be a detective, detective movie. I like that. Doesn't do things by the book, but, like, somehow always gets the right answers. Mm. Like, he always has, like, some good luck or some wrong explanation on, like, a, a – and that could be, like, the joke, you know, towards the end is, like, Taika has all these crazy bad explanations for these things, and that actually ends up being true. Um, but Nick Cage is kind of the gritty, you know, older guy, and Taika's like takes the, his job very seriously. And yes, and like he's ready to be retired. This yeah. is his last mission. He doesn't want to be on it. Of course, it takes a wild turn, and he's in deeper than he could ever imagine. Yeah. And Taika is more full of energy, and you know, trying to be friends, and that that's the driving force. Is Taika's trying to be his friend, but Nick Cage is like, we're not friends. Yeah. Boom. There maybe Taika never had a father figure. <laughs> Okay. In this film, I'm fine with. I'm it. just like maybe some backstory yeah. that doesn't even have to show up on screen, but maybe just like in the script. <laughs> you tell Taika that, yeah. That way he gets in the character, yeah. yeah. 
I like it. He was raised by a mom. Yep. Only a mom. I Dad like went it. to get a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> I don't like that, but yeah, that was my that was my parent. Okay. Uh, you said in this movie, Taika, his whole thing is like luck. Like mm-hmm. He gets lucky with this and everything. Um, it's very fitting because my next pairing uh, includes the likes of Brad Pitt, who we just watched in a movie. Had, I don't know if it was bad or good luck, but he, luck, luck played a role. Yeah. Um, Brad Pitt and Ryan Gosling in a buddy cop film okay. together. I think um, you're just thinking of the two lead guys from the last two movies we've watched. <laughs> he was. They were both or in that. the last two, but two of the last few. Here's my thing. They were in the big short together. Never seen that movie. Don't know if they like actually were in it together. Okay. They're both fantastic. It was like subtle comedy in different films and everything. They did like a, a Golden Globes, like they hosted, uh, they announced an award or some shit together. Okay. Fantastic chemistry between the two. Um, who's the straight man? Who's the funny guy? Or do they have oh, one? Oh, fuck. I think they're both just like the, the funny shit. I think it's like a back and forth. Two funny guys? It's just a back and forth. Like they both play kind of middle of the road. There isn't like an over the top straight guy. Isn't Bad Boys kind of like that? Bounce back and forth. Maybe. I like okay. that. I like that a lot. Okay. That's a good comparison there for what my vision is here. Also, th- I don't know if I've said this would just be the most attractive buddy cop duo in the history of cinema. That's it's hard you would to sell, argue. You would sell so many tickets off of this. That's hard to argue. Theaters yeah. would be packed. Yeah. Just come up with a half decent script and yeah, you're golden. I don't even, you don't need much. As I told it. you, as I explained to the audience last week, I am have not had enough Brad Pitt in my life, so I would go watch this film. He's I need fantastic. to go back and rewatch Brad Pitt films. Ryan Gosling's in my favorite rom-com of all time. He's in a fantastic buddy cop with uh, Russell Crowe called The Nice Guys. Never seen it. Never heard of it. It's great film. They're detectives, some shit like that. I don't know, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Go watch it. Proves he's very good in buddy cop films. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know this film. Um, Brad Pitt's always good, so I think this would work yeah, well. He is. would work very well. Oh, there's some other actors I wish I kind of got on this list, but I wanted to have a, a, a girl buddy cop movie. Okay. All girl, all yeah. female cast. So when I thought of um, a female cast of buddy cop films that I'd want, the two names that instantly jumped to my mind, both in the MCU, potentially will share a screen in a future project, but not in a buddy cop. That is a combination of Florence Pugh mm. and I wanted- Brie Larson. Who? And Brie Larson. Fuck yeah. I love Brie Larson. I think she could be the... It's not necessarily like a straight woman or a, a funny woman, but maybe Brie Larson's kind of like, I don't know who would play what. I really don't. I feel like one of them would kind of be like an inexperienced something. I don't know. I, I don't know. But I, Florence I, Pugh would have to be like the rookie compared to Brie Larson. Yes. Brie Larson's yes. a little bit older than her. Yes. But like it doesn't have to be like even a detective mission. Yeah. We could like go like. I don't know. I don't know how we would how we would do this. I didn't come up with a plot, but I did come up with a cameo. Who? Oh, I think I did come up with the plot. <laughs> mm. Oh, yes. They are sisters. Gotcha. Florence okay. Pugh and Brie Larson are long-lost sisters who come together. I, I, I actually thought of this. I can't believe I forgot it. They're long-lost sisters who come together. I, I don't know how you're going to explain this without being ridiculous because their father has gotten kidnapped. So they're like half-sisters. And they're both still in touch with their dad. But their dad has kept it a secret from them. That they are sisters. That they have a sister. So easy. Sperm donor. Never met. He donated sperm. They both had moms who like. Well, I just said they were in contact with their dad. Let me fucking finish. Okay, what I'm go ahead. Sorry, here, Jay. go ahead. Both had moms who got like artificially inseminated. Their dad then has the like urge to like contact and reach. Okay, so they've only been talking for a few months. Bingo. 
he gets kidnapped, whatever. Yeah. And it's like Taken but reverse with these two sisters who meet. So it's like Taken meets um, that one Lindsay Lohan movie with the I, twins. I never watched any. Parent of them. Trap. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they have to they have to you know fight their way to get their dad back. And the whole reason I go, I'm telling you this is because the dad is Michael Keaton. <laughs> That's the dad. Fuck yeah. That's my star-studded cast. Fucking love Michael Keaton. <laughs> That's a great cast. I think I might write the screenwriter right tonight. Start I just it. love how you're like, oh, I didn't make a plot. Not only did you make a plot, you made a pretty good, like, pretty damn good one, too. It's not bad. Well, because I, I had the Michael Keaton part in there, and I was like, did I make a plot, or did I just... And then it, it flowed to me, so... Yeah. I wanted to use um, Florence Pugh, but the only person I could think of was... um Scarlett Hay- Johansson. Ha- oh. uh, Haley Seinfeld. Oh, well, they're okay. very much in Hawkeye together. They're fucking yeah. fantastic, and yeah. it's... Like, just like honorable mention, those two. Because that would yeah. be a great movie. Yeah, it would. It would. Um, What's I'm, your fifth and final pick? I'm down to my final pick here. I'm sorry, I was, that'd be a great movie. I'm saving a great one for my fifth and final, by the way. A great one. <sighs> I ran out. <laughs> I have a couple. I These two are very past their prime. Um, I'm going to go with it. I'm thinking kind of like the other guys. Okay. Um, Will Ferrell and, and what's his name Mark in that? Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Okay. But we just replaced Mark Wahlberg with Adam Sandler. So you're going, you, you're just dream casting Will Ferrell and Adam Sandler. Yeah. It okay. needs to happen. Okay. Everyone <laughs> wants it. And we get him in a buddy cop. Okay. Uh, Adam Sandler, I think, could have played like a Mark Wahlberg type character in that. Yeah. Yeah. Has he played cop before? I don't think he could be a before? dick. I don't know like how they would do that, but they could do it. It would work. Surprised they've never made a movie together. It's incredible. It doesn't make any sense. Well, you got better come up with a script so you can get them both on board. I'll, I'll work on it. If it was like a dream world for me, it would be like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> it's it, they're in the they share a universe. Ron Burgundy goes out to report on a golf event, and Happy Gilmore is there, and then they get kidnapped, and Ron Burgundy and Happy Gilmore have to fight their way out. It'd be incredible. Happy Gilmore's making his return to the tour. He's playing like the Champions Tour because he's older now or whatever. Yeah. And that's how you get them together. Is there like a big PGA event in San Diego? Well, he's in New York now, baby. But yes, they they could go to Torrey Pines or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I like that tie. I don't like that. That's a problem with Anchorman too. I don't like that Ron Burgundy's a New York guy. He's not an <laughs> East Coast anchor. <laughs> oh man, that's I, just not right. I haven't seen those movies in a while. I need to rewatch them. My fifth and final pick, tie. This movie, we're breaking the fourth wall. So we're not telling these guys they're in a buddy cop. We're telling them this is like an experiment. We're going to tell them you are going to play this role in the buddy cop. And then the entire movie is watching them method act together in their roles. But it's like almost like that fake Netflix show where one person got a script and one didn't with uh, Will Arnett. Um, yeah. The whole Jared movie. Leto and who? And Christian Bale. Fuck it's yeah. It's just a method acting off. And I don't know who's the straight guy and who's the funny guy. We can assign that to whoever. But they don't have even either th- of them ever been like funny? They don't know they're in a film together. And that's what's and they don't know that they're being filmed. I don't know how we pull this off. I think I, it's literally them just method acting. And that's the movie. And I, then like you tell them like, "Oh, we're sorry to keep interrupting, you're good. but we're telling them like, "Hey, we're going to do a script reading at this place." And then it's like MTV punked and a bunch of stuff happens. And they have to, like, you could lie to them and see what happens and, like, just throw a bunch of shit at them. Be like, hey, we're going to go into this scene and then throw a bunch of extra shit and watch the method act and not break character and see how long you can get it to go. 
The only way we pull this off is if we get Nathan Fielder involved. <laughs> yes. I think he's the only person on earth who could actually make this like work. Yes, I love it. <laughs> you have to he's not gonna he doesn't have to be on screen, but he absolutely has to be an executive producer on this. This is a Nathan Fielder idea. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Yeah. Have you seen the new HBO show? I haven't. The rehearsal. You know what? I'm gonna watch so it tonight. Weird. So weird. Is it not good? It's 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 Nathan Fielder kind of comedy. Okay. It's not quite Nathan for you. Okay. But it's weird. And he absolutely could pull that off. I'm gonna watch the first episode tonight. As soon as you leave. Method acting. I forgot off. about it. Yes. It's <laughs> just I'm intrigued. And the movie title's Method. That's the movie title. Now, is like there's an actual plot and like a movie going on. Yeah, we how we figure that out, I don't know. Well, that's we just give that to Fielder to figure yes, out. Yes, yes. Yeah. We just got we're just the premise guys. The whole but I don't want them to know that like the cameras are rolling slash this is going to be the movie yet. You know what I mean? Just hidden camera? Something like that, yeah. Hmm. We yeah. give them two separate scripts. And they both think they're the lead man of the movie. <laughs> and they have to method act together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like it. Fuck yeah. But Do you have I, any honorable? No, I don't. No, I don't. I didn't either. I put Steve Carell and, and then I put Jonah Hill and. Jonah Hill was a guy I was targeting. Wanted to get him in something. He's good. He's 21 Jump Street. I mean, you know, he's so fucking good. Jan Tatum. Yeah, I didn't have anyone else. So I like my picks. I think we might have a moneymaker with the Brie Larson Florence Pugh idea. No, that one's good. That one's good. I th- I might write a screenplay. Now, should I fuck around and write a screenplay? Well, time, time, Birdman. Film Birdman. That's not a buddy cop. Just, just, just let me, let me fucking get somewhere with this, okay? Michael Keaton's in Birdman. It's Emma Stone. It wasn't Brie Larson. I thought Brie Larson was in it. Uh, I was just, I was just like, Michael Keaton has played. I thought Michael Keaton had played Brie Larson's dad already. Mm. So we just get an actor who has both like individually played their dads. Mm-hmm. They all, they look similar enough, especially if they have different moms. No, hundred percent, hundred percent, that works. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I like I don't it a lot. That. I don't hate that one bit. Thank you, sperm Pat. donor. Have you ever seen the uh... switch up, <sighs> change up? What the fuck's his name? Is it really Jason tall? Bateman? No, oh. no, no. Oh, that what's you... different? What the fuck's his name? Couples retreat. Um, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. You seen that movie? We got like a thousand kids. Cheaper by the dozen? No, that's a dozen kids. <laughs> that's not a thousand. No, but I haven't. That's, that's I didn't know you were being literal. No, about yeah, dozen, Vince about Vince Vaughn sperm donor movie. Vince Vaughn is someone who should be in a buddy cop. Should we get Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller together? Wasn't Vince they had Vaughn, great comp. Vince Vaughn was in. I mean, not a buddy cop, but he's in, in like two leading man movies with like Wedding Crashers. Yeah, a delivery man. Okay, I'm familiar with this name, but I've never uh, seen it. He is the biological father of more than 500 offspring. Wow. He was jerking off in a cup. How much do you get paid for that? I don't know. Do you get paid for sperm donation? Sure, if you're attractive, you get paid more. Up to $1,500 a month? How often, though? How often can you donate sperm? Once per week. How many... What's the cash per load on that? Um, donors earn. This one says a hundred dollars each for each donation. Seventy dollars at the time, and thirty dollars when the sample is released. Hmm. How common are sperm? Don't like can't be that common, right? But that seems like the easiest job a guy could have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. 
You like, probably have to take a bunch of like genetics tests to make sure you don't have yeah. any like, you know, fucked up shit. There's a plot for a movie. Guy wants to be a sperm donor, goes to get supplies, find out he has like terminal cancer. Oh, that doesn't sound like a fun movie. It's Fault in Our Stars too. That sounds like a real bummer. Maybe I'll write a book first, like Hank Green. Also, cancer can't be. I don't think cancer is passed down like through sperm. <laughs> no, it's not. That's, I think he could still probably example. jerk yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, he probably could. Has AIDS. Maybe that monkeypox. That's a COVID? real issue, Jay. Don't fucking joke about that. Monkeypox scares me. Not really. Actually, not at all. <laughs> Random Rotten Tomato movie score tie. It's a vampire movie, so you know we gotta go with another vampire movie. Blade. How'd Blade you know? two. Yeah. Blade number one, nineteen ninety eight, starring. Fuck yeah. Who is Blade? Wesley Snipes. Yep. Never seen these movies. Are you aware of the stories of Blade Trinity and how he was a giant dick on set? No. Apparently, there were certain scenes where he refused to open his eyes. <laughs> Shot the entire scene with his eyes closed, and they well, had to go back. He wears those glasses, right? Or? Well, glasses were off. I don't know. They okay. had to go back and digitally open his eyes. Why? Because he was being difficult. Okay. Yeah, just giant dickhead on that set. Doesn't sound like a pleasant guy. No. It's got 107 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes today. Blade 1. I know Blade Trinity's viewed as like a real shitty movie. Not sure about the second one. Blade 1, I think, probably had decent critic reviews, but it was also like an early superhero. So 98, like maybe, yeah. Maybe people weren't really into that, digging, you know, that kind of stuff yet. Let's go. What's a number I never guess? 74. I feel like I've never guessed 74. 57%. Oh, that's not good. No. It's not a good score. What's Seven, the audience score? 78 audience. Okay. So you're, you were pretty close there, but pretty far off tomato meter but it's okay you've already hit it once so what do you think the top rated vampire movie is like what's peak vampire movie casablanca that vampire i have no idea (laughs) it sounds like it would be uh casablanca no that's a love story oh best i was just typing it in rotten tomatoes um let's take a look here no not popular first thing that fucking popped up was j shift Priest Eclipse. Um, Is that Twilight Eclipse? Morbius. It, it was Twilight Eclipse. Are you on IndieWire? No, it's just top picks for me, apparently. Oh, I'm on IndieWire, and it says the number one vampire movie of all time is... I'm still scrolling. I'm still scrolling. Nos, Nosferatu from 1922. Okay, I can guarantee that movie's not good. <laughs> We've had literally a hundred years to improve on cinema. That's not like actually a good movie. You're just fucking dick riding. That guy's not scary at all. This better be a comedy. So are there, that's a good conversation. Are there good vampire movies? Let the right one in in 2008. This came out in a huge, like 2008's big movie year. We talked about that in our decades. We never once mentioned this and it's ranked number two on this website. It was ranked number two as well. Dracula 93 or 31. Once again, number one, Nosferatu. Near Dark 87. Oh, that's the one vampire. I've seen him before. Not scary. The remake is number five for that. Only Lovers Left Alive, 14. Never heard of it. Addiction, 95. Never heard of it. Which brings up the question, though. Two oh two Vampire movies. Not good. Dracula. That's not a question. That's a statement. But it is hard to make a good vampire movie. What we do in the shadows isn't even on this list. I don't think so. Whatever. Well, that is an issue then. Um, Ty, what are we watching next week? Next week, from dusk till dawn, nineteen ninety six. That has Selma Hayek in it. 
Okay. I remember that being good. I also remember her being in like a bikini. <laughs> it was like she was. I think she was like a vampire stripper or something. I. What do we review next week, Ty? <laughs> next week we have uh, the Netflix release. Oh, another one. Wonder if it has a hundred dollar, hundred million dollar budget. Let's find out. Nope. Oh, that's me. Too. What is the name of the film? Uh, me. I <laughs> typed in me too. I got some political stuff. It's actually me time. Me time. Starring, um, you know, people. Is this a buddy cop? It is. It's got Kevin Hart, Mark Wahlberg. Should we have waited to do our buddy cop draft for this? I don't know. It's like a friend. You know what this sounds like? This sounds like, I uh, know it doesn't, but this sounds like another uh, version of Vacation Friends. A dad who finds time for himself for the first time in years while his wife and kids are away. He reconnects with a friend for a wild weekend. And one of them is going to be crazy and one of them is going to be like, no, we can't be doing this. Pushes him to his limits. Kevin Hart's definitely the straight man in this, right? Yeah. Like the scared. No, we can't do this. You know? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know quite literally anyone else besides Regina Hall on the cast list. We'll stack it up to um, Vacation Friends, though. I'm excited for that. I'm going to say it. I don't think this one's going to be good either. I think this is going to be a real low back-to-back week for us. I think I you're think, wrong. I think it's not going to be good, but it's going to be enjoyable and, f- like, dumb funny. Hmm. I'm feeling a 62 out of 100 for me. It Still is rotten. But. It is rated R, so that it's not like they have to be, like, held back or anything. So was the vampire movie we just watched. Night Shift, Day Shift, whatever the hell it's called. That was rated R. Oh, yeah. I don't fucking know, man, okay? Me time next week. I'm going to be optimistic and say I'm excited. Okay. Also, She-Hulk. We're going to talk She-Hulk yes, next week. Yes, See how that is. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately! Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.